Welcome to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, where we highlight and share the stories of African-American women who are 30 plus, child-free, wonderfully made, and living their best life. Remember, womanhood is not synonymous with motherhood. This is Dr. Angela L. Harris, your host. Come join me as we get comfortable and cozy with no bibs, no burps, no bottles. Stay tuned. So welcome to No Bibs, Burps, Bottles, the stories of African-American women without children. I'm excited to bring to you a special guest, a guest that I've known for quite some time when she was a young lady in college, and I'm so glad that she is with me today. So let me tell you a little bit about today's guest, and again, thank you for joining me on this episode. So my guest is a 41-year-old Black queen that hails from the Lone Star State of Houston, Texas. She's a lover of life. She believes everything happens for a reason. So live is her advice. Trust the process set forth from Jesus because he is the alpha and the omega of your life. Amen to that. She is a wife, a Christian, and a proud member of our sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and a graduate of Ohio Wesleyan University with a BA in Sociology, Anthropology, and Black World Studies. She also is a graduate of an HBCU, Prairie View A&M University, where she received her MA in school counseling and is currently working to get her LPC. She's a high school counselor, the founder of Purple Pearls with Purpose, I'd love to hear more about that, and the Yard mentoring group, a pescatarian and star consultant with Young Living Company, where she is currently working on building further building and furthering her brand. She currently serves as the lead counselor at her high school and was recently named 2019-2020 Katie ISD Counselor of the Year of Secondary Schools. I'm so happy to have my guest. I knew her when you were probably about 18 or something, but welcome, Miss Sh- Mrs. Let me get the right, Mrs. Chandra Kaiser. Hello, girl. Hello. <laughs> how old, how, when did I meet you at Ohio Wesleyan? You were 18, 19? I think I was 19. I think I was a sophomore, right? Because I started school, yeah, I think I was 19. It's been a long time. <laughs> oh, my. Everyone, so in working in higher ed and working at all these colleges, it's so crazy to see the young sisters and the young brothers that were in college while I was working at a college and to see like how people's lives have changed from a young adult to like, y'all are real adults now. Right. Whole <laughs> house and jobs and married and everything. So, well, thank you, Ms. Chandra Kaiser. Am I saying the thank last name right? Thank you for inviting me. Yes. Kaiser? Okay, yes. thank you. Thank you for joining us. And so before we get started into my questions, I wanted to give you um, an opportunity to share a little bit more about this award that you just won because I know you just shared that with me. So tell me how you're feeling about this. This seems like a pretty big deal. So tell me more about the award and, and how you got it and just kind of what it's connected to. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I'm still kind of getting getting all into myself as far as I can't believe it because I mean, just it's just shocking. Um, basically, because we're on, you know, COVID-19. Um, Basically, my team and my school nominated me uh, for Council of the Year at my school. And then it goes into where the district uh, asks you to reapply for District Council of the Year. And so I was like, eh. So my husband kept pushing me. He's like, just go ahead, because I don't like stuff like that. I don't like a lot of 
recognition, but he was mm-hmm. like, you work hard, you better do it. So I did, I turned it in at the last minute, of course. And, um, <laughs> and so when my principal wanted to do a Zoom call and then my and the administrative team was on there and I saw the superintendent, some other names on there and people over the day, I was like, well, I said, I'm in trouble. I'm about to get fired today. I'm about to get fired today. <laughs> oh Lord, I was like, I hope I have enough months saved up so I don't have to work. Mm-hmm. And so then they announced it. And I was like, what? And they're like, you won counselor year for the district. And I was like, oh my God. And they went into for my work with the, I wrote some grants last year um, where one of them had to do with creating a school pantry within my school, a brick and mortar school, nice. um, where I work in the suburbs, mostly Caucasian, you know, mm-hmm. um, but uh, a lot of my families um, are multifamilies living in the same home and they are like one paycheck from losing everything. And because we are in the suburbs, the district looks at us as far as we don't need the resources like if you're in the city Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so therefore my kids are hungry and I was wasting a lot of money you know out of my pocket buying stuff Mm -hmm. you know and finally I reached out to the food bank and then I wrote a grant and the district paid for me to create a a old I lost a counselor and so I created her old office into a brick and mortar food pantry nice look at you giving back to the kids the babies and doing well I see doing something phenomenal like that I see why you got the award so good good for you kudos to you and on top of that I know a lot of times we don't want to toot our own horn but I'm so glad that your husband said you worked hard for this like why not you instead of saying well I don't think I deserve it or maybe not I don't want a lot of recognition why not you and that's an awesome thing that you did so so with that being said, I want to jump right into, you're doing phenomenal things, jump right into these questions. And so tell me with doing phenomenal things, such as writing grants and living your best life, tell me what it really means to be living right now, 40, 41 years old, African-American, be, being child-free. Describe your life right now. Uh, well, it's, it's, I'm getting used to it because um, I always thought I needed to have a child. You know, I thought that was, that would complete you. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, and I'm one of two children. My parents had my older brother as well. And he doesn't have, and he, he finally got married, but he's not going to have any kids. And so I felt like it was my responsibility to mm. continue the legacy. And my parents have never put pressure on me as far as that, you know, they, they're not that kind of parents, but I kind of wanted them to have a grandchild, you know, to have a legacy. And then I was married, just, I'm a divorcee. You know, I was married for 11 years and it didn't work out because, God, like I said, live your life, God. Mm-hmm. It, there's a reason why he, thank God, I didn't have a child mm-hmm. with him. Um, he had a baby on me, actually, with someone else. But anyway, that's a long story. And so my new husband. podcast, right? <laughs> that's a whole nother. And so, um, but, but me and Mary married to him. I was a stepmother for, you know, my, step, my stepson was six months old when, he, when I came into his life. So I was a stepmother, but I, he was a part-time. He'd come with every other weekend. Then my husband now, two years, um, he has a child as well. So I feel like I'm a stepmother galore here you know mm-hmm. but he's in jersey so i don't we don't see him really but um i, I kind of i'm coming to grips with you know what god if it's not meant for me to have a child then it's not going to happen you know and i kind of question myself as far as is it really what i want because i love children i'm i'm a great godmother i'm you know um well but i'm just like well is it more so what i've been programmed what you're supposed to do you know mm-hmm. and so i i wrestle with that because my husband does want a child as well um, mm-hmm. But he respects my decision as far as if it happens, it happens, you know, but I'm 40, about to be 42 in September, mm-hmm. and I know there's more complications, and I'm starting to get used to a life where, like, some of my friends, all my friends have children, everyone has children, and mm. so when we got need to get up and go somewhere, we want to go before, we can just go, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's nice, you know, um, so it's kind of reprogramming my brain as far as, you know, Sean, it's okay 
not to have a child. It's okay not to have um, a child from your your coach, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and because you've been a mother to a lot of other children. Yes. And so I'm still processing that because of the bigger thing of my family is important to me. And I just wish for my parents that they had a grandchild just because of that. Mm-hmm. So you said that, um, so your brother is older than you, right? He's five he years older. Okay, so he didn't have any children, and you said that you felt this pressure, like, okay, I guess I got to do it. So when you, you said your parents never pressured you, but was there any just casual talk, like, you're married, you know, whether it was your first marriage or, like, now being married now, like, just any mention of it, not necessarily pressure, but mention of it? Not really, because my mom, basically, uh, I have to backtrack on my mom's story. She, they were married for 10 years before they had my brother. They are believed, like, you need to establish your role as husband and wife first, you know, and how that works, and then introduce children. Well, of course, mm-hmm. when you're in a 11-year marriage, you're like, okay, my parents were married for 10 years. So in my eyesight, it was, that was my mold, you know, as far as, okay, because my parents were going on, I think it's about to be 57 years they've been married. And so I was like, okay, I'm on right along. And then when that divorce happened, all the trauma with that, I had to take a step back. I was like, I was devastated. And so my mom just said, Chandra, you know, you don't need to live in this world of someone that's going to be having babies on you and cheating on you left and right. She's like, you need to be, be happy. And so mm-hmm. that's when I we divorced. And so, um, so she's never revisited. She never me- really mentioned, but I know with my stepchild from my previous marriage, my parents were very involved when he was with us. So I saw the happiness they had when they would go to grandparents day, but they never said it to me personally, but just their actions. Mm-hmm. You know, made you feel like, oh, well, they enjoyed going to grandparents. Oh, they enjoyed going to his basketball games. You know, and you're like, yeah, you feel kind of like guilty. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I know this, this podcast is about um, the stories of African-American women, but we also know that there are a lot of men who um, don't have children. Oh, I think society and the perception is like every black man has a kid by whatever age. Right. And so with your brother being older, um, you know, have you two talked about, like, are you going to have kids? When are you going to have, like, has that been conversations between you and your brother? No, I'd be scared. Well, I'd be scared for my brother to have children because he can't take care of himself. You know, he takes care of dogs. He has, like, he's a lover of dogs. He has a lot of dogs. He's good with that. But another human being, I wouldn't trust it. We'd probably take control of that child if we could adopt because he's just not right in the head. But um, I know that his, I think his third or fourth girlfriend, um, I remember I was in high school still. She got pregnant, but she decided to end that pregnancy. But mm-hmm. that's the only time that he ever remotely may have been a child, may have been a father. But I don't think he, he his mm-hmm. lifestyle and he like how he likes to just move around so much. It's gotcha. not, yeah, no. I yeah, would hope we, not. I would yeah. hope not. And we know kids need stability, right? Right. So, right. so tell me a little bit about like just being a young girl or a little girl, like any early recollections or fantasies about, oh, I want to be a mom and, oh, this is what it's going to be when I have kids and this is what my kids are going to look like and this is what I'm going to name them. Like, did you go through that? And, and Oh, like, yes. Hey. Oh, yes. Um, as a little girl, you know, um, you look at, you know, other people having families and having children. Like I said, in my mind, I was like, that's what you're supposed to do. And then um, I, I felt as though I, I have, like, I, had a, I actually I still have a list in my phone of different names <laughs> of, you know, children. And, oh, then, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then as I got older, it became more, especially when friends got married, friends started having children. They were like, oh, can you be the godmother? Oh, can you be the godmother? I'm like, oh, I'm a great godmother. You know, um, I, I just, and I really wanted to have a little mini-me that looked like me or hopefully me, not my husband. I don't say that. <laughs> um, you know, I just wanted to have, an, and also the fact that um, 
when you get older, who's like, as a daughter, I'm taking care of my parents, my brother's trifling, okay? But I would want like a child or someone that's of me that could take care of me when I get old enough for me to nurse, you know? You know, and that's, that's just me being selfish. But, um, but at the same time, um, I'm hoping that one of my godchildren or adoptive children will be mm -hmm. like, oh, step in and take care of me, you know, because yeah. um, that's where I'm at with it. But I yeah. did, I really did think I would, would have had a child by now because all, like I said, all my friends have children, they complain about it all the time. Um, perfect example. Um, over uh, Easter, you mm -hmm. have those group group chats and stuff like that. Um, uh, group meetings. And so my my best friends, they all have children. They're texting pictures of their children doing Easter egg hunts in the backyard, and, and I'm liking pictures and say, "Oh, I have no." But I didn't have a picture to share. You know, I was just like, you know. So I just <laughs> it's not funny. I took a picture of a wine glass <laughs> and said, like, "This is my baby." <laughs> you know, and, and so because I sometimes they don't realize. Like sometimes it's like, "Yeah, we're in this." Yeah, I'm the I'm the friend doesn't have a child, you know. Hello, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and it's just like they're going into all detail about these egg Easter egg hunts and things like that, you know. Or or if they have a birthday party sometime before, they'd be like, oh well, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable, but you you probably the only one there without bringing a child, you mm -hmm. know. Like, well, if it's my godchild, I'm gonna be there. I'm, but yeah. if it's someone else's birthday party, I'm like, eh, I'll send a big gift. I'm not gonna. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And and your experiences are similar to other women in regards to, you know, again, like having the right moment and the right time and the right partner, you know, if you're thinking about having children, um, as well as being able to say, okay, you know, I don't have children, but I still want to kind of be in the midst of things. So I'm not going to send a picture of my kid, but here's my wine class. And I'm pretty sure some of those mothers is like, oh, I wish that was me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say also on the other, like I'm in education, you know, mm -hmm. and like, like I said, I'm in the, in the suburbs. And so, you know, a lot of uh, Caucasian and Hispanic women, they have children. And mm -hmm. so, um, especially when I got remarried, they were like, oh, I can't wait till you and Lance have a baby so we can have a big baby shower and da 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 be your first. And, like, that's the part with the pressure as far as it comes more from my work family, as far mm. as, like, girl, I read, so they'll send articles, oh, girl, I read so-and-so had a baby at 50. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I have no baby at 50. You know, even mm -hmm. I talked about and my husband, I said, he's like, no, 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 we're not going, we're not doing that. You know, because like, I... What we're we not going to do. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, because I just feel like it's selfish for me to do that because those kids are going to have to take care of me earlier because if I'm having a baby at 50 then if, when they're 10 I'm 60 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so mm -hmm. so let's let's talk a little bit about work and so you said you didn't um you, you didn't get a lot of pressure you know um from your parents you and your brother don't really talk about kids or not so but it comes from the work so what do you think that's about and how do you typically address it or how do you reply to it um, well, I, I've learned to kind of embrace it and just like, oh, well, it just, God hasn't blessed me with a child yet. And, the, and then they kind of get off of it quickly because mm -hmm. then you don't have to go into a long explanation and to detail, oh, I've been divorced. Because I don't owe you an explanation. You know, that's what I'm trying to, I don't owe you nothing. You know, I'm being nice by even answering you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I will say in my 40s, I've been getting more blunt with it. Like, um, you know, making sure I, I protect my space and how much I share with my colleagues at work because I have my colleagues and then I have my family at work where the few people that know me really closely, the rest of them, they think they know the, the shell that I show them that I want them to see. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, they, because uh, you know, baby showers are always happening. Everybody's having a baby. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, um, it's kind of like, it's like an unwritten rule. It's like, you're in education, you're out in the summer, you're supposed to have a child. Like right now during COVID, that's all our posts on our media pages. They're talking about, um, oh, wow, it's hard to teach other people's kids as well as teach my own kid at home. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so um, I was like, "Oh, I'm glad because I know I'm like you're gonna sit down, and you're gonna read this book. You're my child, you know. They're stressing, and yeah. I don't have that lesson. I don't have that stress, but very much so in education. You, you everybody got kids. Yeah, yeah. So is it? Do you feel like the oddball out sometime in these? Circles? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I don't. I I know that people. I shouldn't take it personal, you know, um, because that's just people being people and just saying blanket comments that they don't know nothing about, you know, but mm-hmm. they don't, they assume that everybody in the room has children, you know, it's amazing to me. I'm like, wow, I wonder if they really knew that I don't have, I never had a child, you know, mm-hmm. physically had a child. And so I always try to keep that in my forefront when I'm around other people, because I know how sometimes it makes me feel like, whoa, like, wow, you know, like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, they just assume you do, you know, yeah. or, 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 um, Oh, how old is your child? Are they, are they going to give me an, they assume as your age at 41, you should have a child that's maybe in middle school or going, maybe entering high school. You know, it's like, no, none of that. Yeah. 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 So you talked a, a little bit about sharing, like sometimes it's uncomfortable or you feel like the oddball out. And I'm pretty sure your coworkers don't, they're not intentionally, you know, putting that out there. But have right. you ever had any experiences where in the workplace, because you don't have kids, that there's this expectation of, you can do a little bit more of this, you can stay later. And how, how do you navigate that when that happens? Um, it was hard in the beginning, because I've been at the same school since 2005. And so um, it was, it's, um, it's been a journey, you mm-hmm. know, because I had some previous principles where they felt like you get there before the, the, the sun meets, and then you leave after the sun goes down. So it's always dark when you're at the workplace. And that worked for me, you know, the beginning and early marriage. And then when I started going through my difficulty with my previous marriage, then I, all I did was work because I didn't want to go home to an empty home, you know, so it worked. Now that I'm not in that place anymore, um, people um, sometimes they'll have different outside events that deal with kids, um, family things. And it's kind of like you go and your husband comes with you sometimes and you're the only couple that doesn't have any children running around. You know, it's just awkward sometimes because they just say stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, just, mm-hmm. Oh, you left your child at home? Nope. 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 <laughs> yeah. We're nope. here and our child is locked in the closet so we can come. Be- <laughs> it's just amazing. And then we just come out, we look at each other, we just bust out laughing because it's like, yeah, we're coming to a, like a Christmas party that's at my principal's house and everybody's family there. You think everyone else has babies and things there. We wouldn't bring our child with us if we had one. Like, or, or unless they're that bad, you had to get a babysitter, <laughs> you know, you don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. they just assume, you know, that you, or you're supposed to have a child. So people sometimes say some crazy things. How does your husband respond when He's those type very, of situations happen? Like if it's my work event, he'll just look and guide, be guided by what I'm going to respond. Um, Cause he's a very social person when he's in settings that he's, it's his settings, you know? Um, but he's very quiet when it comes to my work events and things. Cause he just goes by my lead. Mm-hmm. Um, he just is just one of those laid back kind of people. So he doesn't really say too much back to them in my work environment. Now, when we're out with family, um, uh, cause he has a very big family. He takes control of that. And he just kind of like, well, where are your kids? You know, or he'll say something <laughs> funny, you know, or where, you know, something to kind of give them a, a jab so that I don't have to even respond. Mm-hmm. So when you were growing up, you know, again, I met you in college when you were a young adult. And like you said, there's this, oh, I'll get married, I'll have kids. That's kind of what you thought you were supposed to do. Did you ever have a time frame or age, like if it's not happening by this age, 
it's not going to happen. Because I would imagine you didn't expect your, your, you know, to go through a divorce or even maybe get married again. So did you give yourself like a timeline? Um, I guess I kind of did looking back, <laughs> you know, because I got married at 26 and then I was like, okay, my mom had my brother at 32. That was kind of my timeline. And then she had me at 37. So I was like, okay, you know, um, but then that timeline has obviously changed. And, um, I would say, I would say between 32 and 35 was where I was like, okay, um, I'm thinking that's when I should have a child because also about, you know, the doctors tell you about down syndrome child you know, mm -hmm. they tell you all these different risk factors you know, and your eggs are decreasing, you know, tomorrow. yeah, and you're like a COQ to take all this medicine to make sure you're helping your eggs. And, you know, I'm just like, uh. but, um, I think between 32 and 35 was originally my mindset of it. Um, and then like that, that was kind of the time period where me and him were having difficulties. And, um, and I will say, especially with my former husband is like, he was my first sexual partner. I was a virgin you know, when I got married. So that was like a, that's your, that's, doesn't happen usually. And so, you know, I was like, that person, this is happening to me. What, you know? And so, um, it took me a while to, to grasp that. Okay. Well, that didn't work out. Oh, now I'm not having a child because, you know, we got divorced. And so I'm not gonna meet anybody, you know, cause it's hard out there, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's, I'm just shocked that this happened with him. But, You're one um, of the lucky ones, girl. You went from girl, one. I, I would, because honestly, I my friends, you know, they were on all kind of Veronica Mars. They were betting him, and I was like, I'm sorry already, because my friends are very, very defensive and very, they want to make sure that I, I get this right, you know. And so um, he just laughed through it. But with now my timeline, I, I can't really have a timeline because I'm coming to grips that it may not happen. I have to be okay with it. Oh, I will say this: I even brought up to my husband. Um, well, what about adopting? He, that conversation, he was like, well, no, I don't really, I'm just thinking about all the little black babies out there, you know, mm -hmm. that are in the action, that would be perfect because then I could pick the A, the A, they're already past that baby and change the diaper stuff, you know? And he's like, well, what if they're crazy? I was like, well, our own child could be crazy. He's like, I was like, yes. your wife is crazy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so he's not really on board with that. So um, I kind of have to be like, okay, well, he's kind of telling me indirectly that if it doesn't come the natural way, as far as have, having it, then I'm not, we're not going to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so say a little bit more about this. And so before getting married um, to your husband now, did you have, were you open to dating men with kids? What was your criteria or your boundaries? Um, <laughs> you're laughing. So there's, there's an answer to that. Yes, because when I got married to my first one, everyone's shocked that he had a kid. They're like, you were that one friend that was like, oh, heck no. I ain't married nobody, got no baggage. I can't do it. I ain't got no baggage. I ain't about to do it. Well, I mm -hmm. did. And so because of that, I was like, I can't be clothed. And as you get older, mm -hmm. the time, the, they're more than likely going to have at least one or two. So when I started dating, I was like, they can't have more than two. And I'm hoping it's not a girl. Because my <laughs> last one, it was a boy. It was easier. Because mm -hmm. girls, they love their daddies and they want... It's just different. And so um, luckily his is a boy too. Um, mm -hmm. But um, I just, two, that was my limit. I mean, just that's, no. Because mm -mm. two baby mamas or one baby mama with two kids with you, I just, mm -mm. no. And were you open? Like, did it have to be like, okay, you need to be this, your kids need to be this age? Um, you know, did you, would you date someone who had a newborn? I mean. Um, with the newborn, they would have to be like, I would have to understand how long has it been since you've been with the mother? 
because mm-hmm. I learn have learned that if they haven't been apart for some years, you know, and the ink is dry on that divorce for a while, then sometimes when you're introduced with a new person in, they sabotage everything. Mm-hmm. And they may not want you to be around the newborn, which I think if I was the mother, I'd be like, I don't know this person. You're going to have this person around my child. I know you can't take care of your own self, you know, mm-hmm. so I don't want to trust, you know, who is this person you're marrying? And so I think, I don't think I would, I don't think I would mm-hmm. with the newborn. Gotcha. Gotcha. No. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a lot to think about, especially, you know, again, you went from being married to single and now thinking about like, you know, how, how important is this to me? And so right. going back to my other one, cause it was six months with Jalen. He was six mm-hmm. months old. He's a baby, you know, and then me and the mom, we fought, we were sore too because mm-hmm. she wasn't over him. It was a big old mess. And so, but now we've become friends because now we're divorced. So there's no longer that threat there, you know, gotcha. um, but uh, I think it's harder when they when the mom is not, on board with that person has moved on or she has moved on definitely 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 and so you said that your husband is not necessarily it seems like he's just like my egg my sperm us together right right and i get sometimes it takes a lot for people to think about adoption have you considered any other options like surrogacy or in vitro or just any any other things outside of adoption yes we have um we but we we have we saw someone last year um when i was 30, 40 turning 41 because I, I i sat down with him you know and i was like do you if you want a child i mean i'm 40 <laughs> you know i said time is ticking i you said had the talk. And, yeah and so he's like no yes i was like you know, i'm an older woman you know and we need to go so we went and saw someone specialist um and so they told us what we need to do and so i left it at i did my part but he hasn't really gone and done his part as far as doing that sperm analysis and i, I kind of threw it back on him i was like if, if you're not going to go the extra you know, then I'm not going to stress myself about it because if you, because it takes two, mm-hmm. you know, and so obviously if there's nothing wrong with me, mm-hmm. you know, then this, you know, so, um, and I just left it, it's just sitting there because I, 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 I'm the type of person, I don't bring it back up over and over again because I'm questioning, do I really want one, mm-hmm. you know? And when you're asking yourself that, Chandra, when you're saying like, do I really want one, like, what are you really asking? Like, what is that? What's, what are the other messages behind that? Because you're asking yourself for that for a reason. Right. Because it's like, am I asking it? Do I want one for me or do I want one for my family, my parents and the, um, and future generations to come, you know, cause mm-hmm. we're really the Wilson lifeline is going to be dead, you know, <laughs> you know, cause me and my brother aren't going to have kids if that's the case. And am I, and do I, and, and it is, Am I being too selfish by saying I want one because I want someone to take care of me? Because what if my child is crazy? Or what if my <laughs> child is trying to, or what if my child wants to be in existence? Or what if my child is unable to be like they're, they have Down syndrome or something like that where they can't, you know? And so that is like, am I being selfish by knowing all the odds that are stacked against me, you know, as far as my age and that? Because but when I went to the specialist, the fertility person, the guy was very nice and very, because they want your money. You know, um, and say, oh, no, you know, you, you work out, you're healthy, your, your levels look good, you're good, you know, and then send me, you know, this is how much it's going to cost. That's the other thing. It's, it's very expensive. There's no guarantee you will still have a child, mm-hmm. you know, after you do all these things and um, getting every day you have to do all these injections. And it's kind of like I haven't gotten to that point of my life where I have to do that because luckily he hasn't done what he's supposed to do, you know, mm-hmm. but I know it probably would lead to that. And that's a whole other life that I don't know. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know? And it seems like from, from what you said earlier, that you and your husband really enjoy how your life is now. And that would change drastically. So how you can get up and go, um, that would be different. You know, if and my like, parents, like my mom, my dad will be 80 in September. And my mom will be uh, 79 in July. And so they are older, you know, older parents. And then my husband's mom, she's 56. She's young and hip and likes to keep it moving. You know, but um, that's, the only, that's the only one I know that she couldn't watch our child that we would trust because she's younger and she can, but my mom, she, you know, she's not really that mobile anymore. So I know she couldn't be carrying the child around. And my dad, if the baby cries too loud, he's going to be irritated. You know, so <laughs> there's things that I have to think about. I already like that. <laughs> You know, because at the restaurant, he would go berserk if we're sitting near a table of a crying baby. You know, that's not their fault. The mom's trying to hurry up and, and get the child quiet, but he's turned all the way. I'm like, Dad, turn back around. Stop staring and glaring at her. <laughs> so you're like, um, we got a, a, cer a certain time frame because basically your parents will be older grandparents. And it's not like you can, you know, back in the day where you drop them off for the summer, they're probably like, nah, we're oh, no, we're not doing that. Now, they'd be like a couple hours, okay, it's time for you to come back. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so in regards to, you know, being child free, you know, women that look like you, women that look like me, you know, what comes to mind, um, your experiences or your thoughts when, when about child free African American women who are portrayed in society or print or TV. And so what TV shows, commercials, like, do you think that we are represented fairly? Is there another message that you see? Like, how do you feel like the child-free life is even seen? Well, I commend you because honestly, I just never saw a space for us, you know, because um, the space is that you're supposed to have a child. I mean, every image that I usually see is like a mother, whether it be a family unit with the husband or with another woman, you know, whatever mm -hmm. unit it is, you know, mm -hmm. um, they're having children, you know, and they're raising children. I don't see a lot of spaces where you see a woman that is on mainstream television or Netflix showing that she's, um, I'm going to do this on my own with a sperm donor and I don't need no, you know, um, nobody else or I'm, I don't want no child. I mm -hmm. haven't seen that those images. I don't see those images. Mm -hmm. You know, and so it's kind of like what is being reinforced because they're obviously I read your 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 posts and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, it's awesome that people, you know, they're like it's okay not to have a child. There's other people that don't have a child. You know, yeah. but you have more people that that there's more images of women that are haven't found a mate, have never been married. You see more of that popping up on mainstream media and talks about that. But this 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 platform that you're doing here. There are, we are out there, but you don't see that saying it's okay. You are enough. It's okay if you don't have any children. And I, I commend you and I appreciate you because that's why you're helping me come to grips. Like, you know, so it's okay. It's okay. There's people out there, even though there's nobody in your immediate circle that you see all the time that don't, doesn't have any children, but mm -hmm. you're okay to not have one. Yeah. Thank you for that. And this is really what my journey has been about, kind of coming to terms with my decisions. So as we kind of come to a close, I have a couple more questions because, again, I love talking to you. Um, you, we, you mentioned yourself, um, legacy. You know, you don't have children. Your brother doesn't have any children. You said the Wilson name is going to, it wraps up with us. And right. so what, what will be your legacy being a child-free woman? Well, it's going to have to be where I make donations to Ohio Wesleyan to Prairie View and the Wilson Foundation or something, you know, and then and just my godchildren, you know, I mean, because that's, 
that's, I was going to have, my child's name was going to have Wilson. That was going to be their name, their okay. first name. And so to have Wilson in there, you know? And so, um, and it, it has to be that way as far as um, my legacy would be what I do for others underneath like a Wilson foundation or something of that nature, because it's not going to come from a child from my womb, obviously, you know, so it has to be from another uh, vehicle where it can live on and bless other people to come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good, good. And you mentioned being a godmom. I'm a godmom too. And so tell me a little bit about your relationship with your godchildren and how active are you? I know some people, you know, take it seriously. Some people are like, oh, I'm, you know, a birthday gift here. So tell me a, a little bit about um, your relationship, how many godkids you have. And- right. Well, I have four. Have four, and and um, I I love them all the same. Um, I will say the first set, um, their parents are um, they were the ones that sat down, had a dinner, and wanted me to accept that. Well, I was gonna be, the, you know, they did the big old fiasco thing, and so um, they are the ones that said um, if something was to happen to both of us, because they travel a lot. Um, I know my mom and his mom are very involved, but we want them to be raised by you and Lance because we know that y'all's values, y'all will give them the, give them the life and allow them to be children. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, that was a lot to take in, you know, but um, my other best friend, I've been best friend since childhood, her parents and his parents, they banking, ain't no way them grandparents will let me have my nose, okay? <laughs> no way. And so I'm very involved with all four of them. Um, but um, I, I will say that the ones with um, my college mates um, were, I would have to take take them if something mm-hmm. was happening to parents that makes me take it more seriously um, because it's kind of scary because you're like oh Jesus you know yeah. uh, and like I'm for at every birthday and at every Christmas anytime there's a holiday or just because I'm sending the gifts just because mm-hmm. and they know me and and um and sometimes like with uh, the older one that's about to enter high school um, Abigail um, next year sometimes she'll call me and tell me things that she won't tell Pebble my best friend and so I. I I'm learning that where, you know, I have to tell her, hey, certain things I'm going to tell you mom because yeah. I just can't, certain things she needs to know, yeah, you know, definitely. so, um, but I, I think I'm doing a good job at it. I don't know. Well, uh-huh. only time will tell. Um, mm-hmm. I'm preparing myself because one of them, um, if my friend had had her first, she would only have had one child. She's going to mm-hmm. be the one you know, that's probably going to have a child in high school because mm-hmm. that kind of scrolls that way and mm-hmm. so that's I'm just preparing myself how that conversation may be because it would be yeah it'd be crazy gotcha gotcha and so active god mom and I remember um when my oldest goddaughter um well I don't know if she's my, my oldest Brianna I can't remember which one is older but I had a um my best friend when she had her daughter my goddaughter um she had a ceremony too and you know, it was really serious. And it's just like, you know, you're almost like taking this vow. And so right. I try to be active. And, and this is another thing. Being child-free does not mean you're childless. And so you're a teacher. You are in kids' lives every single day, imparting knowledge, imparting information, um, hope, and motivation. And so you don't have your own, but you do. Right. <laughs> you right. have a whole bunch. A right. Whole bunch. <laughs> so you talked earlier and I meant to come back to this in regards to being a stepmom and is that something that was easy hard um is there a manual to be a good stepmom (laughs) um no there's no manual I wish there was so each situation he each because you're dealing with three parties you know and um I know that um 
in two different instances when the parents are on the same page and have understanding and have been apart for a long time as far as romantically, it's always easier mm -hmm. than those that they may have just gotten out of the relationship and then all of a sudden she rears her ugly head as far as if she all acting crazy. Yeah, because she's still into that person. Um, it's been very difficult. I've, I've been okay with the child because, you know, you that you want to treat them as your own. You know, you don't mm -hmm. want to. But sometimes um, they overstep as far as certain things There's none of your business. You know, mm -hmm. and sometimes they assume since you don't have any, a child every day in your household that um, you're supposed to do other things. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm very single mind, I think a certain way about that as far as um, I don't need to be your best friend. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we just need to be, have a working relationship. Yes. And, um, and I have a different kind of personality, you know, because I don't, I don't even have a lot of friends. I'm okay with my group. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm in cordial. I'm be cool. But when you step too far to the left, I'm going to step to the left <laughs> in front of you, you know? Uh -huh. And so sometimes I have to learn to, I'm learning to keep my mouth shut and let my husband handle certain things because it's not my place. I just need to go in the other room and shut my mouth because mm -hmm. I don't even say nothing. <laughs> it makes it worse. It makes yeah, it sometimes worse. we got to take the higher road, the mature yeah. road, right? Right. right? So one last question before, well, not one last question. This is a question that's coming up based on what you've shared. Would you say you're maternal? Have you ever said, I'm maternal, or have you ever questioned if you were maternal? Oh, definitely, have, I've questioned it. Because um, sometimes I just, I, I mean, maternal as far as what aspect of it, like. Well, you know, like, so there are these women who just like ooze, like, I'm maternal, I love kids, I want kids, kids are amazing. And not saying that you're, you can't be not maternal and not feel those things, but just like this mother connection bond with a baby or with a child? Um, I would say I, mean, I only had that maybe once. And I would say that's with my first godchild um, where you could, I, I immediately fell in love with him, you know, as far as I felt a connection. Even with my stepsons, I don't have that. You know, mm -hmm. um, where it's just different. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think in that sense, but any, but I would say no then because it's only with that one child. I love children. I'm, I'm, but I just sometimes you're like, okay, I love them, but sometimes you don't. You don't. Like, you can go home now, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, and some, or sometimes they act a certain way and they're very disrespectful to their parent, and you look at them, the parent, like, did you just hear what I just heard? Because mm -hmm. I'd be up all up on that, you know. But yeah. you're like, I'm my child. Let me stay in my lane. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. um, so mm -hmm. I, I would say probably no because I guess it's. Um, it's just that one kid. Yeah. And I think there, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I know sometimes, you know, again, because of you, because of the children that you interact with, one would say you are maternal because you're able to, you know, I would imagine if there's a student that's crying or, you know, a little kid that needs something that you, you kind of know what to do in those instances. You're not like freaking out. So right. I think and that, that says I know how to handle crises and, and I can, I can separate. Because I've yes. been trained to do that. But when it comes to the home front, like we're dealing with my own family, it was a certain situation with my brother and stuff like that. I know when it's personal, it's different how I react. Mm. You know, when it comes to that, it's, it's different. And so it's more emotional. When it's, when it's an emotional thing for me, it's, it's just different. Gotcha. And so I'll react the best way. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So a young girl or a young woman, 25, 26, 27, 
and they have already said, I, I don't want children. They have other things going on, but yet they're getting pressure from society, maybe a partner, maybe their family to go ahead and have kids. This is a, a right tender age. What would you tell a woman, a young woman who's confident and has already made her decision? What, how would you counsel her or guide her if she knew already she wanted to be child free? Um, first of all, I'll try to explore of what actually came to that decision so I can kind of frame how I, I would direct it to her. But I would say to her, you know, it's okay to live in the moment and live where you are because if for 25, 27 years, you have never wanted a child and you never want to have children, then I say I commend them because I think it's harder to make the decision for that stance of mm -hmm. saying, no, I'm not trying, no, I'm not this. I want to stand in my truth that I, I, I don't want children and I'm okay with that. And, and just recognizing that you may have a hard road but stand by it and just whoever mate that you choose, make sure they understand that this is where you have decided long before you met them that God brought them into your life and y'all need to be on the same page because sometimes that changes when you love someone yes. and you're like, I want to make him happy. You know, and so that's the only thing that I would caution them about as far as living your truth and it's okay and I think it's admirable that you can stand there but just know whoever you're choosing as a mate or chooses you, make sure you have them conversation and you mm -hmm. make sure he tells his family was, hey, Hey, we have no kids. Don't complain <laughs> to my wife. Just leave her mm -hmm. alone. Don't don't take her to the side room. I'm like, baby, you supposed to, you know, because I'm let you know it's gonna be side a side room. Yes, <laughs> a sidebar. Don't say nothing to her. <laughs> so I just want because I think it's harder for them to to do that, especially yeah. now more than ever, because it seems like that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, supposed to, and that's the thing is just like who said that that's a written rule? And again, I think being able to say this is where I am now. And that could change, you know, someone who's 25 who says I'm child free. Like you said, you meet a partner, you fall in love and it's an experience you didn't have before. And you're like, actually like, this is new. I didn't, I never even thought I would want to ha have a child until I met this person. So, so as we come to a close, any regrets, Chandra, anything that you would do differently being 41 child free, any regrets or anything you would do differently? Um, yeah, I, I would say that I would, be okay in my in my shell as far as with and in my own skin because it took me a long time I would say actually entering into my 40s to say it's okay to not be killing yourself to try to lose all this weight to be a size that you're not supposed to be because you eat nothing to say a certain size <laughs> you know you need to be, to be healthy um it's okay and I, I just wish I could go back in my 20s and be like you know what you know, I need to be happy with where I am and who I am and what size I am and just happy with my body. Because I think that has been more of a struggle than even with not having a child is gotcha. being happy with your own body image and who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I wish I could go back and just kind of, and some of the people that said certain mean things to me or men that you've been with that kind of made you feel low, mm -hmm. go back and stand, stand up for yourself and be like, you know, what? I didn't need to take that. Yeah. You know, you know but, you, but everything happens for a reason and I'm happy who I am now. And I finally got to that point. Yes. So isn't it a good place to be? Oh my, and you feel, and I, and I realized the importance of protecting my peace, mm. you know, at, at any cost. And so that, that changes, that was like a life changing thing for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Protect the peace. I love that. I love that. So Chandra, thank you so much for chatting with me before thank I let you. you go. I'm just so delighted. It's been a while since we've actually, you know, it's different when you're like, Oh, I see you on social media. You like yeah. this, but to actually to have a, a conversation. And again, I'm so proud of you and all just to know that I knew you as a young girl and now 
Like you are a grown woman with like life experiences. Is I'm 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 just always so happy to see you. I guess my, what I say were my little babies back in the day. So it's <laughs> been awesome you. to chat with you. So anything before I let you go, anything that you would like to share with the audience, anything you want to plug, any final nugget that you want to drop, anything exciting that you're you're doing that you want people to know about. Um, I would just say, you know, everyone just be blessed and just stand in your truth and stand where you are and just know that everything happens when it's supposed to happen and just trust the process. Um, I will say that I'm starting to build my business. Um, I, I'm a young living consultant. And so if you're interested in getting some oils, because there's oils, there's even oils in the Bible, you know, mm -hmm. um, and so for meditation and for relaxation and things like that, I'm your girl, Simply Kaiser. Um, <laughs> so please reach out and let me know. Um, young living consulting, you can get on my team, Oily Nation. We're taking over the world one oil at a time. Woohoo! And where can they find you? And I, I love essential oils too, and especially with this time where people are stuck at home and anxious and feeling uncertain. We need all the tools that we can have in our toolbox in order to like relax our mind and our spirit. And so if people are interested in either purchasing from you and or being part of your team, where can they go specifically? Uh, well, they can right now, I don't have my site fully up yet. So they can okay. just go to Facebook and look for Shauna Kaiser and I will respond, DM me, put in the DM and I will get back with you. On Instagram, I'm living golden, but uh, Facebook is easier probably Shauna Kaiser, K-I-S-E-R. I'm there, so yes. find me, and I'm more than happy to help you um, live a life with from the earth with oils and things like that or that have not all the pesticides in it and will help you be happier, healthier. Yes, yes, and I love lavender, so that's awesome. Yes, I do that every night. It puts me to sleep. Yes, and your diffuser, <laughs> if you put it in your, oh, it's yes. like in heaven. So if yes. you guys are interested in um, essential oils and wanting to know more about essential oils and how they can relax you, please follow Chandra Kaiser on Facebook, and she will be happy to connect you. Chandra, my sister, my soror. Thank you so much for joining. Oh, thank you. I want to say, Angela, I thank you for this platform. I thank you. What you're doing is awesome. You're going to be a multi-billionaire with this idea. You're going to take off because even you took it to a whole other level with black women at that because, you know, this, and I think it's awesome. And I think that you need to write Oprah. I think you, <laughs> you need to hit up as Bonavon said. I really think you need to do it. Do it now. Girl, speak it, it now. Listen, thank you for that positive energy, sister. I, I, I feel it. Let's claim it. Let's put it yes. out in the universe. I'm just doing what I feel like I'm led to do. And I'm just so blessed to have you and other sisters share their story with me. So thank you very much. To everyone thank who's you. listening, please come back for another episode of No Bibs, Burps, Bottles, the stories of African-American women. Thank you for joining me and stay tuned for the next episode. Peace out. All right, B3, peace out. You have been listening to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, a podcast dedicated to the stories of African-American women without children. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, keep living your best child-free life.